Hey mamas, this is Playfully Faithful Parenting, and I'm your host, Joy Wenling. I'm a seminary grad and children's and family minister turned stay-at-home mom to my five girls. Spiritual parenting is my calling, and it's my passion to help other mamas disciple their kids using the power of play and their own authentic daily walk with Christ. If you're a mama who wants to introduce your kids to Jesus and watch as the Holy Spirit transforms their lives, this is the place for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's dive in and see how we can partner with God today. Hello, mamas. Welcome to our playful episode of October. And I'm so excited to dive in. I, this past week, shared at a mops group for the first time, and it was so fun. And when I gave them the list of things that I could talk about, they chose to talk about play for adults, play for moms, and how we can use play and the ways God created us to play to use that specific design as a way of pursuing God. And so it's just so fun. And this is the, um, I don't know, I've shared it a couple of times now with a few different groups. And I'm so excited to share it with you all today. And this is um, an hour long talk that I'm paring down into 20 minutes. But if you go listen to episode 17 of Playfully Faceful Parenting, you can learn all about the different play types and figure out which one you are. And then come back and listen to this episode. And we're going to talk about how to use our play personality to playfully pursue God and our faith. And um, I just love this conversation. And so there's a group of some of us connected families, coaches that have a little Voxer mastermind. And I shared this with them. They got to watch a recording. And, um, and just as I've been sharing with them all about play and play personalities, it's just been such a fun, rich conversation. And to hear other people catching the vision of bringing more play into their faith has been so encouraging for me. And so I know that the play personalities have been really helpful for some of you. I've heard some feedback that don't feel like you are a playful mom. But as we discover our play personality, we see, oh, I do play. I just play differently than what I thought play was. And so as we learn more about play, we can see how God put that in each of us. And I just think that's so beautiful. And so let's dive in to talk about pursuing our faith and encountering God through play. So like I said, go back, listen to episode 17 to discover your play personality. And so first, I want to tell you this quote from Mark Twain. 
It says work consists of whatever a body is obliged to do. Play consists of whatever a body is not obliged to do. And I think that is so important. When we are pursuing our relationship with Jesus, when we feel obliged that we have to do things a certain way, it can take the joy and the play out of it. As I discovered how to pursue God in the ways that he created me to play, and as I let go and gave myself freedom to pursue God in the ways that I enjoyed, my faith has come alive in new ways. And, um, and it has become just like consistent and more enjoyable and bearing more fruit. And that is because I'm pursuing God with a heart of play, not out of obligation, but out of joy and experiencing the goodness and wanting more of that. And so work consists of whatever a body is obliged to do. Play consists of whatever a body is not obliged to do. I love that. And then he also said, work and play are words used to describe the same thing under differing conditions. That also is so good because it's true. When I was pursuing God and trying to read my Bible daily because I had to, I didn't do it consistently. And I felt like a failure. And then there was shame and um, guilt. And I was just like, oh, an embarrassment. I didn't want to tell people. But as I learned to read God's word in my play personality, which one of them is explore and discovering something new about God each day. And it, it opened it up. And so now I do read the Bible every day, but I've found ways that I enjoy doing it. And that's by audio, um, for a large part of it, not only audio, but, um, mostly audio Bible and then looking for something new about God. And those two things are very much play to me, discovering new things and audiobooks. And so um, I'm doing the same thing. I'm still reading God's word, but it's a different condition. And so it's not out of obligation. And so that um, brings me closer to God. And so I want to, um, to yeah, encourage you in that. So we're going to talk about the eight play personalities and some spiritual disciplines that I think go well with each of those play personalities. So again, if you do not know your play personality, go back to episode 17, listen to that. Or book a consult with me and I would love to figure out what your play personality is with you. All right. So first, um, I've got big long lists. We're only going to talk about two, maybe three for each personality. Um, just so that, uh, just for time's sake, because I could talk all day about this. But 
We don't have all day. We're busy mamas. So, okay. Explore. Like I said, studying the Bible, but doing it in a way that is to discover something new. Not learning necessarily all of the details or what you should do or how you should live, but discovering something new about God, right? Okay. Um, so that, and then contemplative art. Have you ever done this? This is so much fun. I love doing this. So what I do, you can go to Google and you do a, an image search for whatever scripture you're reading. And one of my favorites, and I do this one with my kids sometimes that I've done it in preschools is so for Jonah, look up art, paintings, drawing, sculpture, all of that about the story of Jonah. And then just printing them all out if you're doing it with someone, but you can just look at them online and just studying this art, discovering something new. What does somebody else see in that story? And um, I love, love, love doing this. It's so, um, so fun. And also just helps me to see new things. All right, then the storyteller. The storyteller, um, I think dream journaling would be great for a storyteller, listening to the stories God is telling you in your dreams. Now, not all dreams are going to be God speaking to you, but keeping track of those and using those stories to grow your faith can be a really cool opportunity. And then also using story stones. Have you seen this? And you could do these for yourself. You could do these with your kids. So story stones um, are simply rocks that have images painted or drawn or etched in there. If you want to get real fancy, um, you can buy them, you can make them, but they're just different symbols. And you can use those to tell stories. Um, maybe you've got some that uh, tell the story of Easter. And so you pull those out during Lent and during Easter, and you use those to decorate or you use those to manipulate during your time, or you use those to tell others the story. Um, but creating story stones, using story stones are just a really um, creative, playful way for storytellers to um, dig into God's word and grow closer to him. Then the kinesthete, our mover. So, um, labyrinth. Have you heard of a labyrinth? If you've listened to, I know I've talked about these in several episodes. Um, and also in my workshop on playful spiritual disciplines to do with kids, um, which you can find on my website, we talk about labyrinths. So you can make a labyrinth in your driveway with chalk. You can go and Google search. Um, and there is a website that tells you where local labyrinths are. And, but just moving in and praying as you go in and praying as you come out of these. And then also prayer walks. So also another caveat is that just because I say prayer walk is good for the kinesis doesn't mean that prayer walks are only good for kinesis. 
Like prayer walks are also awesome for explorers. But today we're talking about, um, or today I'm specifying them for kinesthetes. So walking through a place with the intention of praying. And so it could be through your neighborhood and you pray for those in your neighborhood. It could be around your child's school or um, your church and praying for that place, the people who are there, or um, walking around and seeing what God highlights for you and praying for those things. So both of those are moving and praying type things. Also, um, yoga or stretching. Um, I know yoga is a big hit or miss thing in the Christian world, but stretching, moving your body, focusing on God, right? Okay. Then competitor. So this one is so fun. And even God is teaching me through sharing about this. The first spiritual practice that I think is so good for competitors is fasting. Okay. So hear me out. Fasting for me, when I fast, I have to kind of bring out the inner competitor in myself. I have to be like, oh, come on, I can make it one more hour or just until lunch or, you know, like this, this perseverance that competitors love. And, um, that has to come out of me when I am fasting. And so I think that would be really great for competitors because it brings out the competitor in me against myself and against my, my hunger and my flesh. Um, so digging into that, then spiritual direction, because if you, okay, before I give you the reason why, if you do not know what spiritual direction is, I will say it's similar to a life coach. But for your faith, it is someone who helps and joins in listening to God for you and with you. And you can set goals together and there is some accountability in there. And those having those goals and that accountability, I think would be really great for a competitor. And when I shared this at MOPS, we did have um, at the table I was sitting at a competitor who was really excited to try that. So it is, um, I've, from the feedback I have heard so far in sharing these ideas, um, this one sounded exciting to that competitor for those, those reasons of having these goals and pursuing them together with that accountability. All right. Then we've got the artist creator. And I think artist creators can um, imagine Bible stories. So as you are reading the word, I want you to intentionally create the scene in your, and maybe you want to, you may want to get more visual and more creative with it and paint it or draw it or write it or build it or sculpt it or whatever. But you love to create something new. And so I want you to create the Bible story in your mind and see what God shows you through that. And then also using your gifts um, to create for others, especially you could do um, cards 
or um, whatever your gift, your, your chosen way to create is using that to encourage others um, for various reasons, whether they're sick or had a baby or grieving or just having a hard time, right? Or maybe they're homebound, whatever it is, encouraging others through your gifts and sharing God's love through your gifts. Then we have the joker. The joker needs to focus on things in community, small groups, and um, and spending time in community where your joking can be um, shared with others. And so small groups, classes are really important. And then also digging in to holy celebration. Jokers, I think this would be so great for you. Really looking at celebration as a spiritual practice where we dig into God's goodness and praise him for that. And whether it is something daily and silly or something that is deeper that um, you celebrate God's goodness with others and bring that joy out um, that you love to experience and to share and um, that we we do that with others. Uh, Then the director. The director is great um, for leading teams at church. Please dig into serving serving the body, using the gifts, and um, doing it in ways that bring you joy. So you want to make sure you're using these gifts to bring you joy and um, in a way that's refreshing and that you're not just serving out of obligation, right? Because the same thing is work when it is done out of obligation. It is using your gifts in beautiful, fulfilling ways. And then also teaching. You guys are great at like leading small groups and Sunday school classes. Um, directors are great at planning church events and, um, and teaching those. So finally is the collector. So the collector, I want to encourage you to become intercessory prayers. Collect the prayer requests of others and dig in and pour those back out to the Lord. And then I also want you to begin collecting the goodness of God. And so I think of Joshua when they cross um, the Jordan, I believe, maybe and cross a river. Maybe it's the Red Sea again. Um, I'm struggling a little bit here (laughs) on my geography of this story. They cross a body of water that God has then split a second time. So right when Moses and them leave um, Egypt, they cross the Red Sea. So then Joshua also, God splits, splits water again. And Joshua sends a leader from each of the tribes back into the dry land where the water should be. And he says, go get a rock from the middle of the river where this river is supposed to be and bring it back and let's build an altar and create this place 
so that when people see this altar, our children will start asking questions. What, what's happening? What does this altar mean? And then the leaders and the families and the parents can start telling the kids the story of God and God's goodness and God's faithfulness and the things that God has done for his people. And it serves as a reminder and it serves as a witness. And so collectors, I want you to begin to collect these memories, collect these rocks, whether they be physical, actual rocks or other symbols of God's goodness that you can then put together and create some kind of an altar that brings about curiosity and remembrance. And so mamas, that is in a nutshell, just a a smidge of all of these ways that we can use our play personalities, the way God designed us to draw closer to him and pursue our faith in a deeper, more joyful way. I pray that something here has been encouraging and exciting to you. I would love to hear from you which play personality you have, which ones your kids have, which ways are you going to try to pursue God now um, using your play personality? And then Try some of the ways that your kids love to play as well and dig into some other spiritual disciplines because just because you experience God more fully and more intimately in one style of spiritual practices does not mean your kids will too. And we, as the older, more mature, discipling people in the relationship need to be open to pursuing God in ways that are a little bit more of a stretch for us, but that help our kids to experience his fullness and his joy and show our kids that God is for them just as they are. They don't need to change who they are to be able to have a relationship with him. And so mamas on behalf of God, thank you for loving and playing with your children, his children our children, right? He shares them with us and it is such a blessing. And so mamas have a great week. Hi moms. I just wanted to share with you this great opportunity that I am putting together with you in mind. I have heard from so many moms that their biggest problem in motherhood and discipling their kids is patience. So many moms have said time and time again that they struggle with patience. And so I want to offer you an opportunity to dig into God's word and learn about patience from him and then its role in our parenting. And it's going to be a four-week Bible study and small group coaching program only $39. And that will include a private coaching session. Everybody will get an opportunity to have a private coaching session with me where we can dig in deeper. We'll meet once a week all together as a group on Zoom. You'll have a workbook. You'll have a Bible study that comes from it. There'll be teaching. There'll be coaching. There'll be community. Mamas, this is an amazing opportunity. 
And $39 is less than I normally even charge for one hour of coaching. And we're going to do it together just because I see it is such a need. And I know for me that this time of year, my patients can go out the window and the kids are the ones who experience the brunt of that problem because we become so busy and we become so hectic and focusing on making the season perfect. So mamas, join me. Send me an email at joy at createdtoplay.com or a message on Facebook or Instagram that you want to be part of this. We'll look at the mamas who come together for this course and we'll pick the best date and time for you all. And we'll do our best to make it work for everyone. And uh, mamas, I'm just so excited to see what the Holy Spirit is going to do. I can't promise transformation because that's not my job. But I can promise an environment of encouragement and support where we provide a place for the Holy Spirit to do His work. And so mamas, I hope you will take advantage of this opportunity for patience in parenting. Well, mamas, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me on Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'd love to keep the conversation going over on the socials. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you felt encouraged or equipped by today's show, do me a favor and leave a review. I can't wait to hear your story. Till next week, keep playing and pointing those littles to Christ.